ready. We're live. Uh, let's start it off. Uh, you know, I'm. I was thinking the other day, Jordan, that uh, we're like three weeks away from going to our our jobs and being like logging into our computers and part of the two factor authentic authentication being like, do you condemn Hamas? Yes or no? <laughs> You're gonna have to click that button that says like uh, the caption that says like, are you a human being? But also it's <laughs> gonna come up with a bunch of boxes too, like select all the ones that are hospitals slash military targets. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please, yeah, please check all of the underground tunnels. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah, you the- just like you do you you put in your username and your password. Uh, they send a text message to your phone and then all of a sudden you get Clippy pop up and it's just like, do you condemn Hamas? <laughs> and it's either yes or no. And you can't get into your work computer unless you click yes. Uh, oh, my hell. That's just the way it's going to go. Like, that's all we're going to have now. It's just like, did you? Did you do it today? Yeah. It's going to be like talking to your doctor about regular BMs at this point. Like, did you have one today? Maybe two, you know, sometimes. I understand. It's a holiday season. We get it. Condemn Hamas five times a day. (laughs) I'm I'm a gooner, but for condemning Hamas. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm in my condemn Hamas cave. (laughs) oh lord hell yeah this is this is the boys and we're riffing it's brigham young money you got greg you got jordan uh it's episode who gives a shit and uh i'm glad we're just saying things that made me not publish our last episode (laughs) right yeah the uh i don't know i think the condemn hamas goon cave is uh that's a good riff, ladies and gentlemen. That's why they pay us the big bucks. Patreon.com slash Brigham Young Money. Well, that's going to be a great title for the episode. It's just going to make everyone just afraid. So, you know what? Let's go for it. You know what? This is why, unfortunately, bad news. Uh, we did not win City Weekly's best podcast. Uh and I will just come out and say that I'm, I'm a little disappointed as you, you know that we are now a podcast that is too big to fail. Uh, so we did not fail as a podcast. It's all of you listening who failed us by not yeah. doing – you didn't participate in democracy and this is what happens when you don't vote. It's 2016 all over again. Why, why did you fail us? It's the fucking Bernie bros. It, it certainly wasn't the fact that uh, – I don't know. Maybe we got complacent. Maybe we just decided that this bigger, better podcast. To everyone here, I have been in my goon cave for the last forty-eight hours. It's been me and John Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, what are you doing? It's a little bit of both. It's me and John Fetterman. God. We are already off the rails. See, once again, no Kyle, and just like this is what like, happens, man. Uh, yeah, Kyle's Kyle's busy. Uh, I do really want to say uh, real quickly, we've made some uh, some upgrades. We've actually used the Patreon money for some uh, some upgrades, and we are broadcasting live from the America First Credit Union Studios. So, thank you to AFCU for the sponsorship, uh, and yeah, this is the home of of Brigham Young money moving forward uh we were able to work in a deal with them and real salt lake and the university of utah um and now 
we have a place where we can pod wherever, when it, whenever we want. Listen, I support the project of them just naming every single venue in the state America first something. Because I mean, if there's going to be like a fitting like um, tribute to the state, I don't, I can't think of anything like it's that. It's perfect. Too. Also. I love America's first logo because it's the perfect logo to have like for something called America first, just the, the Eagle out there, which looks a lot like a modernized version of what like the Wehrmacht wore on their chest. Yeah. I was going to say, it's like the official bank of the Reichstag. (laughs) Oh, hell great stuff. Yeah. Welcome to Adam Waffenfield. It is really was- funny, though, that there are multi. I, I tweeted this out and I'll say it again, that there are now multiple uh, sports teams in the state of Utah sponsored by a credit union whose name is also the first slogan of the KKK. Didn't you get blocked by RSL for saying that? Yeah, I did. I They, they announced it and I just uh, posted a picture of the KKK holding America first signs. <laughs> which i don't know like you would think that they would be fans of people holding up their name i mean there's historical precedent right. and there is, there's a lot of equity that's, there that's that's the terrible thing like come on if you're oh, gonna i get blocked but when david duke says it it's just fine yeah it's it's fucking country man yeah it's place places going to shit uh also, just a couple housekeeping things off top. We want to thank uh, our friends over at Pod Damn America, who were gracious enough to have us on and uh, talk about the upcoming SLC mayoral election. Uh, they've got it all over their page. We've tweeted it on uh, our our Twitter page. It's easy to find on SoundCloud. Go ahead and listen to it, especially if you're local. Um, you know, yeah, we, Jake and we, Anders are really cool. Yeah, they were. They were. Really good guys, and uh, I'm I, I listened to the episode, and obviously I'm you know I'm pretty biased because it's me, but and and Jordan, but uh, I thought it was solid and I enjoyed it. Uh, so thanks to those guys for having us on. Also, uh, another little thing that's been uh, in the works for quite a while. We've wanted to to do a get together for a hot minute and uh it's now official and we've teamed up with uh my other podcast unsalvageable and sarah todd the utah jazz beat writer from deseret news uh and on december 12th at the acme bar at 6 p.m the acme bar and sugar house that is 837 east 2100 south we are hosting the brigham's bar bash and clothing drive so if you're hearing this, this is uh, an open invitation, bringing yourself, bring your friends, your family, uh, and we're going to do some good. Um, you can hang out with us. They've got all sorts of specialty cocktails, and we are going to raise money uh, – or not money, but sorry, warm clothes and non-perishable food donations for the for SLC Mutual Aid and the Utah Food Bank. That's what gets you in the door. Bring a coat, a blanket, whatever it is that you've got – that you can donate to neighbors in need. Uh, do so and come hang out and let's uh, let's enjoy the holidays. It'll be a good time. It's going to get uh, just straight up white girl wasted on some Cosmos. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're going to have fun. Club's going up on a Tuesday. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm also going to be reloading decals too. So if you bring yeah. food and all that to you, I'm going to give you a bunch of stickers for that. Seriously, I'm, I'm, I mean this. I mean this heartfelt 
and I mean this genuinely, if you fuck with this podcast, if you are local, we want you to be there. We want to hang, uh, and we also really genuinely want to do some good. This will be the third year that I've done uh, a drive now for SLC Mutual Aid, and every year it's just kind of gained a little bit of momentum, and I really think that we have the opportunity here to do something really nice for our friends at SLC Mutual Aid and the Utah Food Bank. I also want to say thank you very much to Acme Bar as well as a friend of the pod and owner of Acme Bar and Water Witch, uh, Sean Neves, who uh, is hosting us and is gracious enough to allow us. This was a night that he wasn't even going to work and he and he pulled some strings and was able to make it happen. So uh, thanks to them, and uh, I can't wait to see all of your faces in just a few weeks. So see you there. Spread the word. All of that good stuff. And now back to the real show and the important stuff. And that is, I don't know if you saw. Actually, no, you did because you're the one who posted it in the chat uh, that uh, our good friend, uh, uh you see his statue every time you drive past uh, what's the Delta Center. I for, I'm always I'm like, it's still in my head that it's Vivint, but it's the it's, Delta Center again. You can ooh. see his beautiful bronze statue in front of the Delta Center. Uh, our favorite John Stockton came out and endorsed Robert Kennedy Jr. today. That's, that's so wonderful. I, it I, rules. I cannot think of anything more perfect. It's It's honestly the funniest thing I can think of, too, because like. Like John Stockton's like one of those people who's been like in isolation for like the last yeah he just like he's fucked off to Coeur d'Alene for the last twenty years and then all of a sudden pops up in the middle of the pandemic like he was so like isolated as even a player and all that too like he wouldn't talk to anyone he wasn't really social he wasn't doing anything like that like he wasn't like Malone who was like be out there and everything that day like he was isolated like he'd go like Gonzaga games and all that but other than that he kept to himself but. The like original every- goon caver. <laughs> <laughs> That's four Hail Marys there. Um, <laughs> but like everyone else during COVID, he lost his fucking mind. Oh, man. You know he went full Facebook, Dad. Oh, of course. Like he is definitely like someone who's like sharing like pandemic like every other day too, just like connecting yes. with like old players. Can you imagine him just like saying a message of like, I don't know? Like he's just in his man, his man cave looks like Matthew McConaughey in uh season one of True Detective. Just just sending like Facebook messages like Daryl Griffith or something like that. It's like Daryl's like, Hey man, it's been a long time. I haven't talked to you. And the next thing you know, just like the omnibus clip of like pandemic just pops up in the chat. It's like <laughs> Fuck, man. He's got a dartboard, but it's just Anthony Fauci's face. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And, like, of course, he's coming out for, like, a politician that is probably the most, like, crank-based politician I've seen in a long time. Unbelievable. He's so funny. Just... It really is incredible how much cachet like the candy name has in 2023. Like, right. It's, it's been 60 years, like 60 years from like a week from today from when JFK got his dome, just like melon scalp. <sighs> Dude, I just finished reading the, the devil's chessboard thinking, you know, just on that topic. <laughs> what a yeah. fucking book, man. Yeah. It's been 60 years and they're still like, you know what? 
they were royalty. It's like, well, yeah. they had three years in office. Let's not like let's not crown them or anything like that. But the fact that that name has so much cachet that their descendant, who is a like guy who baked his brain on heroin and now just like is like a granola fascist <laughs> granola fascist is the perfect definition that's such that's oh, so it's, funny it's it's so great and now you have people like aaron Rodgers and john stockton like yes doing like the like being the athletic like political arm for him Along with so like funny. every like 78 year old person who thinks like the Kennedys is like a member of like the, of like the Trinity. <laughs> yeah. It's really, really wild too, that he is as popular as he is. I mean, he doesn't have a shot to win, but he could like, I don't know. Do you think there's a chance that he could Ross Perot this election? Oh yeah. I think like the polling shows him at like anywhere from like 18 to 22%. Yeah. So, I mean, like, we're going to get into that. That's a sizable chunk. And I think like a lot of is just going to like, as a matter of fact, I think like right now, that's the only thing that's buoying like Joe Biden right now. Right. I totally agree. Which uh, on that note, you want to hit the drop and we'll just go ahead and get right into it. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Welcome to oh, hell. <laughs> i love that so much <laughs> it's been a minute dude it's been too long i know it has i'm sorry that it's been a, a couple weeks since we recorded we had one in the in the vault but again we got a little out of pocket and uh, we decided to shelve that because nothing have, but actionable threats we have jobs <laughs> um anyway uh headline number one uh more like pooper tuesday so from the uh, the independent anti-vaccine conspiracy theorist and independent presidential candidate, Robert Kennedy Jr. is receiving 20% of the vote in a three-way race with President Joe Biden and Donald Trump in a poll conducted by Reuters and Ipsos. Uh, 30% of folks backed Biden, while 32 supported Trump. Uh, bio on that note, uh, Biden's approval rating has dipped to just 37%. This research comes from Stack Data Strategy, showing that uh, Mr. Trump would win the Electoral College 292 to 246, with Mr. Biden uh, winning the popular vote 49 to 48%. And of course, this is what happens when you support a war that 80% of your party disapproves of. And of course, this also. Uh, womp womp. Yeah, this also, you know, ties in with, you know, censuring or censuring the one Palestinian Muslim congresswoman in Rashida Tlaib and uh, okaying things like four hour humanitarian pauses, which is Lord legitimately one of the bleakest phrases I, I think I've ever heard in my entire life. I mean, yeah, you can sit down for a good uh, session of Killers of the Flower Moon and then immediately get bombed again. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, you can. You can. But <laughs> well, man, that's a great way to spend that four hour humanitarian pause, if I could say so myself. Yeah, I mean, perfect, you know, get some popcorn and get a Diet Coke and then uh, watch everything that you've ever known get turned into rubble. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. I think like, but just like talking about this and all that, like it's, of course, this is like a year out now that everything too, like at a certain point, like none of this really matters because there's yeah. a year out, like in like everyone, like 
being like vote scoldy and all that too doesn't understand like people are saying they're not going to vote for joe biden because it's how you get leverage from the democratic party to stop doing things that they don't want them to do yeah i'm also a big believer we've said it a million times that votes are earned and i'm sorry i'm just not going to cast a vote for a guy who's like big into genocide if you don't want to vote for joe biden don't vote for him also I've also, I've like I've said that online, and I, I'm already like I've gotten multiple people like woke scold because we live in a in a world with like zero critical thinking and zero nuance. Where like if you if you're anti Biden, you're all you're like it's obvious that you're pro Trump. Like everything is on a binary, of course. Uh, which also makes me laugh because I live in fucking Utah, and yeah, like this it, is it doesn't state, matter. Yeah, this is a state where in 2020. Uh, when Evan McMullen was still trying to play spoiler and got a decent chunk of the vote in the state, Trump still carried it with almost 60%. Yeah. So like <laughs> I, my, my vote at a federal level doesn't matter. Uh, Utah has not put a Democrat uh, or has not a Democrat has not won a federal election in this state since the seventies, since before I was born. Yeah. We haven't won a state ride to, a statewide race since 1996 and that was for treasure yeah type yeah uh not getting my hopes up and it doesn't matter and uh well uh biden's a really bad guy and has been behind just about every destructive policy of the last 50 years uh and the genocide thing is just uh, another i don't know another tick on the box you know what the thing is like before like the genocide thing like i I was really talking myself into like voting for joe biden just because like well you know the the labor wave is working pretty well and i think like that wouldn't continue very much under trump and all that like you were talking yourself into but sure absolutely but like the moment where it's like no we're gonna back israel to the hilt it's like "Mm." yeah that and the whole thing of like when he was talking about how uh, we can't take the Palestinians' word for uh, the number of casualties, like, I'm just not gonna do denialism. I'm I'm good, dude. I'm gonna sit out in next year. I, I don't I'm, care. I'm gonna do the same thing I always do in races I don't want to vote in. I'm just gonna write in my favorite jazz player. So perfect. Jordan yeah. Clarkson, congratulations. Jordan Clarkson, have at least congratulations. one vote for president. <laughs> there it is. We're launching the we're relaunching the Jordan Clarkson campaign for 2024. Just like we got you probably two dozen votes for Senate. We're this is this we're, is we're our doing sphere of influence. We're power players in politics. Uh, we're, we're the, big time. We're big time political journalists, folks. Whether you want to hear it or not, we're the unknown power behind the throne behind the draft Jordan Clarkson for president movement. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, listen. Uh, when you only saw one uh, set of footprints in the sand, that's where JC carried you. Yeah, that's where JC had a shit load of a dunk. <laughs> ah! All right, uh, let's move on to the other side of this uh, shit sandwich, and that is hell line uh, number two. Numero dos. We need to concentrate on the camps. 
So, of course, this is from APnews.com, quote, Trump wants to force the homeless off city streets by building 10 cities. At the same time, he says he will work with states to ban urban camping, giving violators the choice between being arrested or receiving treatment. Uh, This is not necessarily a unique policy, but we are bringing this up because this is the exact same policy, almost verbatim, that Salt Lake City Mayor Aaron Menenhall unveiled this week. Yeah. Uh, but the only big difference between Donald Trump and Aaron Mendenhall is Aaron Mendenhall pretends to be like sad about it and stuff. So, you know, that's different somehow. Yeah. And also Donald Trump like, was a developer and Aaron Mendenhall is just married to one. And also like in Utah too, it's because of like the backing of like the ivories and Cicero right. group and the LDS church and everyone likes like, well, we'll give you the funding for these homeless shelters, but you have to just essentially just sick the police on the riffraff. Yeah. Well, I mean, they got their raise time for time for these guys to start actually, uh, you got that you 25% know. raise baby. Yeah. Now go out there and earn it by cracking exactly. the skull of some person who has zero like assets yeah. in life. I mean, listen, man, those uh, those forklifts aren't going to drive themselves. Listen, those cops are going to make some bank overtime by standing there and watching <laughs> those uh, those those front loaders just load people's possessions and dreams into the bag of a dump truck. Uh, man, uh, you can't. I mean, heart disease. You don't just get you don't just get heart disease. It's earned. That candy, those candy crush buttons are not going to push themselves. Listen. If you defund the police, who's going to stand there with their hands inside their plate carrier like that and just do nothing as like people are just like brutalized by the system? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I uh, chose the wrong profession. It's not too late. You want to go be cops? Yeah, sure. Why not? What We'd else be the worst do? cops, I swear. <laughs> we would be bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, Hellline number three. We're moving on. Which means on. we'd be the best cops. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we'd be we'd be great. You know what? They would probably actually fire us for doing our jobs. <laughs> It'd be more like, hey, can you go go move those rowdy teens? Like, eh, no. Yeah, listen, man, I've seen Serpico. <laughs> I have not seen Serpico, but I have seen the Always Sunny oh, episode. Oh, buddy, you have to see on- Serpico. It's a classic. It's so good. No, I just saw it's a the, great movie. I just saw the Always Sunny episode based on Serpico. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I mean, you've got it. You've got a jumping off point. That's that's solid. Sure. All right. Hellline number three. We're kind of um, turning the page, talking about some different stuff. Uh, Here don't don't Turn harsh the, the vibes. So this is from Bloomberg. Bloomberg at REI, a progressive company warns that unionization <laughs> is bad for vibes. So uh, employees at the member-owned co-op have voted to unionize at several locations, and they've also accused the company of trying to stop them from organizing. Last year, during a mandatory meeting of employees at the Manhattan REI store, a manager ticked off a list of what he called, quote, serious red flags about the union trying to organize the company's employees. The retail, wholesale, and department Department store union RWDSU has suffered a decline in membership and revenue, he said, which should be concerning. What's more, he said, they've allocated barely any revenue to social impact, according to an audio recording of the gathering reviewed by Bloomberg Businessweek. Compared that to our 6.3 million to nonprofit partners in 2021 alone. 
Oh my goodness, that is amazing. That is right up there with uh, the the Delta ad of like you could buy an Xbox instead of paying your union dues. Uh, I'm just for some reason I'm just seeing like Jonah Hill as like a like a, oh god that's as like perfect. a Pinkerton agent. You know, yeah, you're just um, you're really harsh in the vibe of this company right now. I, I just want to say, like, I understand your feelings and I understand the harm that you're going through right now. But I just want to say that your collective bargaining for more power is really affecting me in ways that I can't emotionally display right now. <laughs> like, once again, like this is the perfect like. This is the perfect example of how like corporate America has just like completely like co-opted woke language. To, yeah, like, shut the fuck up with your therapy speak. Yeah, it's like um, I talked to my therapist and they said it was really harmful how you all signed your union cards. Like they said that was a red flag and yes, that um, was a that was a microaggression. Um, I think it'd all be good if we did a land acknowledgement right now. <laughs> About how um, this is the land that belongs to corporate interests. We're um, actually, I want to do a land acknowledgement, and uh, we're actually just steps away from where uh, Jimmy Hoffa was uh, encased in concrete. And well, uh, I would hate for that to happen to any of you. So, uh, can we just please keep the vibes up at this company? Wait a minute, was REI the one that did like the the land acknowledgement on like their union busting podcast? Oh, I don't know. But Hold on a second. That, I got, that would I, not surprise me. I at have all. to find this. All right, let's. Uh, yeah, let's Google this. REI union busting podcast land acknowledgement. Yes. They did do it, yes. February 11, ah! 2022. <laughs> yes, REI is fighting a union drive at a New York store toward the end. The, uh, yeah, let's find this. This is hilarious. Yeah, I found a nice Jacobin article yeah. about it. Yes, um, the one by Alex Press, right? Yes. Which, shout out to her. She just won a bunch of awards for her uh, union uh, journalism that she's been covering SAG-AFTRA and UAW. She's rad, and I would love to have her on the show one day. I think it's funny how um, they call themselves a co-op, but yeah. also won't allow a union. Yes. That feels like something that should be against the law. That absolutely does. That That's awesome, man. Hi, REI. My name is Wil Wilma Wallace, and I serve as your chief diversity and social impact officer. I use she, her pronoun, and I'm speaking to you today from the traditional lands of the Ohlone people. <laughs> and here is why you shouldn't unionize. No. That fucking rocks. That's so funny. That is that is so fantastic. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the future. Can this please now, be the death of identity politics? I mean, that's the future right there. That like, is, this, that is, this I is, mean, that is it. That's so funny. It's not a Pinkerton agent that's gonna take you behind like the railroad tracks and put a bullet in the back of your head to make sure you don't organize. It's an HR rep is like, mm, we've had a lot of complaints that your language has been overly hostile and mm, it's going to have to go in your file. I'm sorry. And then <laughs> you get fired for being two minutes late just right, because exactly you know, to get rid of you. Yeah. They use the Ryan Smith software and mm, uh -uh. Uh, I'm sorry. We use Qualtrics to, um, you know, to do surveys of all of our staff, uh, unbeknownst to them and we found that you were well we like we don't like to use the word troubled personality we like to say uh-oh person uh -oh. so 
You mm. sound like a fucking kindergarten teacher. I mean, is HR anything but just a no. like glorified that's kindergarten exactly teacher? Right. Yeah. So like right. it's uh, yeah. This is so funny. This has actually kind of put me in a good mood. It's really awful, but it's really funny. Uh, this is actually some good news, though. We actually legitimately have good news for that uh, for Hellline number four, and that is uh, union is strength. So this is from the Salt Lake Tribune. The University of Utah healthcare workers have unionized. Healthcare workers across the U- University of Utah's hospitals and clinics have unionized. A move that comes, representatives say, as employees have been sacrificing their own health to take care of patients in a system that they feel is critically understaffed. Utah Health Workers United, UHWU, Local 7765, will be the first of its kind in the state, the only union directly tied to a specific healthcare system. Its members are calling for higher and safer staffing ratios per patient, as well as wage increases. The formation of the union members say was catalyzed by the COVID-19 pandemic that healthcare staff described as adding rocket fuel to existing concerns with burnout. Employees say both individual workers in the healthcare system as a whole who have not recovered from that. And now the situation is untenable and uh, similar concerns led healthcare workers at multiple Kaiser Permanente hospitals across the nation last month to strike the largest ever in the country among medical workers. So a big tip of the cap, to these local healthcare workers. I'm actually going to do my due diligence. I would love to do an episode and talk to the, talk to these yeah. folks. So I'm going to reach out. Uh, but yeah, uh, congratulations and solidarity with these folks. Yeah. Hell yeah. To CWA seven, seven, six, five for, um, Really setting the trend here. It is kind of an interesting question, too, because since this is a public entity, since it belongs to the University of Utah, right. they're not officially allowed to acknowledge the union because public entities aren't allowed to collectively right. bargain at a state level. So which is why like UEA, for example, which is what covers all the teachers in the state. Right is not allowed to like collectively bargain with school districts or anything like that like the only one in the state that's allowed to do that is Salt Lake Education Association yep. and same thing with like Salt Lake PD and all that too like that's the only like police department that's allowed to collectively bargain so it is interesting to see how they're going to like be able to um, fight for better working conditions and better pay and all that too because it's not going to be like an official union per se right but if anyone deserves a right to organize and fight for better conditions is healthcare workers, it's healthcare especially workers. after COVID. Holy after the, shit. Over the last three years, I mean, one of – we've got this like little little community, this little crew where I live of uh, – young parents all of whom have children uh in my my child's kindergarten class uh one of whom is uh an er nurse and the story that she has over the last like three four years are unbelievable especially like she was working at lds hospital during the pandemic which we all know was like being held together with duct tape and bobby pins yeah so, I, I mean, I, I honestly don't even know if I can wrap my head around that kind of stress. And like, I can't think of somebody, or a group of people who deserve a seat at the table more than healthcare workers. The, the real hope is that it spreads the IHC because that's yes. the real one that that's that's the beast. IHC, Select Health, all of them, especially with like the size and like just. Just the 
monstro this monstrous nature of like how big like IHC is for the comes yeah. to running healthcare in the state. I like, just I know at this point it's like futile to even bring up. But it is absolutely insane to me that we can basically just write Israel or Ukraine fucking blank checks for bloodshed while we still don't have health care in this country. Well, bad news for Ukraine. That money's stopping. So, yeah, like I just had to go through open enrollment in my company and all of like the little bullshit additions. Somehow my teeth and my eyes are different than any other part of my body. And I just, I just can't get over it, man. That's, that's the most amazing thing to think about too, is the fact that your teeth and your eyes are completely separate from everything else on your body, despite the fact they're two of the things you need to use the most. The, I mean, which is why that they're itemized, but like, yeah. it's just, it's, it's like, it's so insidious. All you can do is laugh. Yeah. And like thinking about like how like we have to have like a nearly trillion dollar military budget every single year. Right. And you can't really afford like actual like nationalized healthcare or even universal healthcare. It's incredible to me. And then you like think about like how like in Britain with the NHS, they they stripped dental out of it just because right. um, they really needed to fight in the Korean War. Just great decisions all around. We love to see it, folks. Um, yeah, that about, that about wraps it up though. So, uh, again, solidarity with those healthcare workers and I'm going to do my damnedest to reach out and see if we can't get one of them on the pod and, and talk about their efforts because, uh, that is something that deserves coverage and respect and solidarity. You want to, uh, you want to handle this? I know this has kind of been your, uh, topic well, du jour it's well, been my, really fun to watch but my baby yeah i mean a little bit i mean it ties into everything that we've already talked about with tim ballard like go back and listen to the seven thousand episodes we've recorded on that guy now but yeah, yeah. i mean you want to go ahead and take it away sure i can i mean it's just kind of funny i mean it, it's <laughs> like the fact that this like whole thing is like brought down like sean reyes to a certain point where it's actually like seems like he might be in trouble to keep his job is just hysterical to me more than anything else. <laughs> it is it's very funny. Because he's been like one of those guys that has been like pretty openly corrupt for a while too. Yeah. Like like when he went on his little trip to like Qatar for like the World Cup and it's like, uh how'd you end up there as a public official? It's like, um, I'm here to teach them how to stop human trafficking. Is like that one of the countries seems like that, like standard like corrupt politician stuff though that like that's like pretty feels run of the mill. Oh, it is pretty run of the mill, which is like says more about like our society more than anything. Sure, but, sure, sure. But like also the fact that like this is the thing that finally starts bringing him down. I mean, you could right. talk about like some of the stuff that was in some of the Lynn Packer reporting and like how he did cocaine off of a sex worker's thought about abs or something like that which is an amazing thing to go off personally after that too all of it allegedly by the way we cannot prove without a beyond any sort of reason that he actually did those things but just like once again there is an allegation out there that our attorney general did cocaine mm-hmm. off of the abs of a sex worker so good <laughs> so good. So all right so let's see here utah attorney general sean reyes and this is an article by uh 
Robert Gerke um, in the Salt Lake Tribune. Allegedly sought to, yeah, allegedly sought to intimidate people who complained of unethical behavior by Tim Ballard and the organization he founded, Operation Underground Railroad. That's all road we have covered before. So let's see here. An amendment complaint in the case filed Thursday evening alleges that Reyes pressured individuals not to criticize OUR for taking credit for the work their organizations had done. Some people had also contacted Davis County Attorney General Troy Rawlings and were subpoenaed as part of his investigation into OUR, the complaint said. Upon learning of these complaints, Attorney General Reyes would step in and rather than investigate what OUR and Tim Ballard were doing, would intimidate the complaints, the suit alleges. <laughs> just just <laughs> some, some light like witness in, in, intimidation which by the way is one of those things like just beside the point too that's one of the things that eric adams is in trouble for right now too because like right before some of the officials were supposed to like talk to feds or something like that they'd have like an nypd cruiser just pull up to him just like <laughs> we would just uh check in on the uh witness to make sure that they were in good health uh <laughs> We just wanted to make sure that that was happening. There was certainly no threats or anything that you would see in the film Copland. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, sweetheart, those are some beautiful kneecaps you got. Uh, be a shame if something happened to them, huh? Once again, <laughs> good hell. Yeah, like we did not. I love that every cop is just Long Island. We were just setting a perimeter around the stool pigeon's house to make sure that when they do talk to the feds, there is no interference from anyone but a federal agent. I felt very threatened by that dog uh, that was on the sidewalk peeing, uh, and I felt I had to draw my weapon at that point. Uh, and I have no further comment nor apologies. Terrible news. Michael Rappaport <laughs> from Copland has fallen <laughs> off a bridge. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you can get one of those super flags from the March for Israel rally that everybody was wearing. Uh, a statement from a cape. Uh, a statement from, uh, let's see, Rawlings is alleged to have had written communication from A.G. Reyes to a witness requesting the witness not cooperate with Rawlings in the investigation, the summary states. Rawlings further alleged that Ballard requested A.G. Reyes to send the written communication. Once again, uh, back to the wonderful podcast that's now an active A-Lab. Um, pick up the phone. <laughs> What are you doing committing what I can see is any number of felonies in written communication? So funny. Pick. Have you not watched this single the mob movie? Phone. Could you imagine Frank Sheeran sending text messages? Come on. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like a, 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 a like a. <laughs> A scene of the Irishman where they're they're texting and you still somehow get Al Pacino's it's Jimmy a, Hoffa voice. It's a written telegram from Jimmy Hoffa to to what, Frank Sheeran. Is that his name? Yeah, Frank Sheeran. Yeah, it's just a, a telegram from Frank Hoffa to Frank Sheeran. It's like, I hear you kill people. Do you want to kill people for me? Right. Yeah. And the only thing that Frank Sheeran ever texts anyone is, I could, I could do that for you. Here are the names and here we're going to do it. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. Continue. This is hilarious. 
A statement from Ray's office Thursday night said that he that the attorney general categorically denies that he ever intimidated any witnesses or attempted in any way to interfere or keep witnesses from testifying or cooperating with an investigation by the by the Davis County attorney or any other agency quote, these allegations are false defamatory per se <laughs> per se. There's really nice per se uh, is great. <laughs> and it's, uneth- it's so facto might be, you know, left up to inter- uh, uh, interpretation. It's not illegal per se, which is like one of those things like you hear it's like oh so this is a hundred percent illegal it's okay. like something better call saul would say in the middle of like defending a, a a a client it's not murder per se yeah exactly and unethical as they are based on pure speculation have no basis in fact end quote statement said uh <laughs> Rawlings declined to comment Thursday, blah, 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 blah. We had talked about all this stuff before. Uh, At the time, Reyes had officially recused himself from any involvement in the investigation into OUR. That separation was due to Reyes' decade-long friendship with Ballard, which included participation participation in OUR operations, fundraising events, speaking engagements, appearing in promotional videos, and receiving an associate producer credit on the movie Sound of Freedom based generally... That that's such a bitchy thing from Robert Gerke, based <laughs> generally on Ballard's origin story. Awesome, <laughs> I love that. It's so funny. It's, it's generally my life. Yeah, uh, top great gun. stuff. Generally, I've done that. I could do uh, that for you. <laughs> uh, it's like saying like pumping iron is my life because I go to the gym a few times. Right, exactly, exactly. It's so funny. Yeah, it, it's me and Arnold, you know. It's, it's exactly how it is. We know the life. <laughs> a total of seven plaintiffs are suing Ballard. Two separate lawsuits alleging he played the role on uh, played under desire to help stop drug trafficking, to acquire six of them into various sexual situations, from inappropriate texting to touching to sexual assault. Um, Ballard has nine allegations, of course, blah, blah, blah. Uh, in September, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints issued a statement rebuking Ballard for morally unacceptable behavior, according to an email sent from conservative media host Glenn Beck to Ballard. And attached to the lawsuit, Beck consulted with Reyes and Utah Senator Mike Lee about how Ballard should respond. That's a fun one. Oh, I mean, yeah, man. Yeah, that's the guy you want advice from. Yeah, after talking to the women accused accusing Ballard of misconduct, Beck senses he has said he has believed he was duped by Ballard. Um, actually, that was a good thing that came out today too. Like, uh, the Blaze just had a big article, like including one of the uh, audios of like one of the readings about like you know talking to Nephi and all that under ketamine. That is that's so funny. It really feels like Glenn Beck is like going scorched earth, just be like, I had nothing to do with this yeah, guy. Yeah, he's absolutely. That's exactly what he's doing. He's putting out like a PR campaign to try to save his ass. Yeah, it's like a controlled burn, just like get rid of him but like keep leave you intact because like beck and tim ballard have been pretty much like inseparable for like the last part of a decade uh Reyes's office says that the attorney general would not open a case when rawlings was already investigating and since the time that investigation was closed no other complaints had come forward including women suing ballard <sighs> that's great stuff i love it Earlier, Ray. This has all been so funny. Like, what? We were doing episodes 
Three years ago, yeah. Well, no, four months ago about this dude having the number one movie in the in in the world. Yeah. <laughs> this movie made more than Indiana Jones. Well, that's not saying too much because it was it wasn't like the first Indiana Jones. I it understand, but still Indiana. there's like there's a lot of equity in that brand name. Uh, there was. Yeah, I mean, fine, was. <laughs> but nonetheless, like you would think that Indiana Jones would have a little bit more cachet and have a little bit more impact than the sound of freedom you would think that but also i don't know it, it's what been, a world we live in man what a world i know earlier ray has issued a statement saying that he was quote shocked and deeply saddened by the revelations and that quote these women must be heard to ensure all credible evidence can be presented quote i can say that in all my interactions with tim ballard and operation underground railroad over many years he, i have never seen or experienced anything improper or illegal well, we're going to see about that, John. <sighs> I can't wait. Which takes us to the second article, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got it. I, I pulled up two for us. Sweet. Hold on one second. So, like, we've gotten to the point where, like, everyone's just like, um, we need to probably uh, look into our attorney general. There's a whole lot of there's a whole lot of smoke around this guy. We need to investigate some fires. Yeah, it's like we probably should uh, not let him do these things. So a state audit has been issued for, for the Utah attorney general's office. Um, this is by Lindsay, uh, Lindsay Ertz and Eliza Pace for KSL. Uh, more than two dozen lawmakers, the majority of whom are Republican have formally requested a legislative audit to investigate parts of the Utah attorney general's office and attorney general Sean Ray's relationship with operation underground railroad, Tim Ballard. Man, that um, seems bad if it's like members of your own party who are the ones doing this. Yeah, it's like, oh, we probably. That feels kind of ominous. This feels like I, one of those, like, we have to do something now sort of yeah, moves. Yeah, exactly. Specifically, the 26 lawmakers want to know whether Ray is in Ballard's relationship involved any state resources or whether that relationship impeded uh, Ray's impartial or prosecute, prosecutorial discretion. They also want to know whether the relationship involved any, quote, engagements by Reyes without with any outside prosecutors. Hmm. KSL obtained a copy of the letter through a public records request, which asked the legislative audit committee to approve the request. Uh, the group made up of 20 Republicans and six Democrats also called for editors to look into the AG's office governance, culture and travel policies and practices. The request was approved Tuesday. We have been concerned about the governance and oversight of the AG's office well before any allegations came to light, raising suspicion into the relationship of the AG with Tim Ballard, OUR, and the production of the Sound of Freedom movie, the letter reads. Given the important role of the Attorney General plays in upholding the constitutions of the United States and the state of Utah, enforcing the law, and protecting the interests of the state of Utah and its people, environment, and resources, we believe that legislative audit is warranted, the group wrote. The group is specifically asking for approval for auditors to investigate the following governance at the AG's office and determine sufficiency and adequacy of how legal and administrative decisions are presented, travel policies, the culture of the AG's office, the extent of which relationship AG had with Ballard, OUR, or SOF, which I'm guessing God, is a spear fund. Can you imagine fund. what that office must be like? I, I can only imagine. The legislative audit is made up of the state Senate president and the vice president, House speaker, majority leader, along with the highest ranking Senate and House Democratic leaders. Collectively, they decide which state agencies get audited. Any lawmaker can formally request an audit. However, not every request gets approved. So 
That's all fun. State Senator Mike McKell, Republican of Smash Fork, who was also one of those people that uh, was a part of that uh, that Azerbaijani uh, <laughs> awesome PR group that took yeah. uh, DoTerra money to help, you know, do a PR campaign for ethnic cleansing. Whoopsies. Says the, says the sheer number of lawmakers who have signed on and the fact that they're from both parties and both chambers signals there's growing concern on Utah's Capitol Hill. Finally, we get a disagree better. <laughs> Quote, typically not. He's also Spencer Cox's brother-in-law, too. Of course. <laughs> oh, was this? Oh, yeah. We did a whole thing on him. Yeah, he's a, he's yeah, a great guy. I remember this. Yeah. Typically, an audit's going to have one or two legislators sign on to it. Having a number that is significant, it is unique. And it signals to me that there is real concern right now with the Attorney General's office, specifically with the Attorney General, he said. <laughs> so, yeah, this pretty much just, like, just goes through it. And it's like, yeah, he's um, he's kind of a problem for us now. We might have yeah. to do something. Which is saying something, too, because, like, Sean Reyes has been, like, one of the most, like, fucking, like, cringe politicians i've ever seen in my life such a dork dude. the fact that i have to see that picture of him like wearing the little plate carrier with the our patch on the front of it and like holding like a like a like a pistol with it and everything's like dude what is your job you're you're attorney general you're not kicking in doors but you want to pretend to be yeah i don't know Weird. i think he's in, i think he's in deep trouble because shaka brah is he going to be the third attorney general for Utah having to resign in disgrace in a row? Uh, I'm going to put my bets on. Yes. Is he, that is something the, I'd be willing to go to Wendover over. Is he going to be the first one to get convicted of something? Cause like sure. Man. and swallow somehow skated. And I have no idea how it would be. It would be exceptionally funny. Uh, if like ballot and Reyes ended up serving time. I'm not like let me let me be straight and say that I don't foresee it happening but you can't tell me that wouldn't be the absolute funniest possible outcome I think there's 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 a few outcomes to this night this is just generally my predictions here not anything like that too the fact that he's brought a lot of like bad PR to the church along Mm -hmm. with the state like those two alone just like can get you convicted in a lot of courts in this state but like also it's like do they madison cawthorn him i think that's what they're trying to do right now which yeah. is why you have like 26 like members of the house and saying like um we want an audit on this guy so you can find enough evidence to get rid of him and then also yeah. probably just like make attorney general like an appointed position which is what they're talking about doing as well right which, honestly not the worst idea i think one of the worst things this country does is like elect cops at any level like sheriffs yeah, and attorney you know, generals that's a good point but then we get to have like who Spencer Cox choose who the number one cop is. Yeah, but I feel like that's somehow better than having to have someone who has to campaign for attorney general. Yeah. Like that's it's so bad. I know it's it's one this of those is things. Bad. The whole system's bad. Let's just be honest. <laughs> right. Sure. But yeah, I don't know. I I think he's gonna lose his job at the very. I least. I would a hundred percent agree with that. I mean, that seems the writing the writing's on the wall as far as that goes, but. Uh, jury's still out when it comes to any sort of actual like criminal prosecution. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if they can find out that he was actually doing witness and inter- like tampering and all that too, <laughs> just being like, Tony Soprano, yeah, <laughs> using the dad from Home Alone to get to witnesses, yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 
I'm, a, I'm up for a rewatch, man. I need to see The Sopranos again. I've been doing Eastbound and Down. Oh, dude. That's funny you mentioned that because we are like, we just finished season one of Vice Principals. You know what? I will just, I will go to bat for the Jody Hill uh, uh, trilogy of just white trash people. Sure. Sure. I honestly think we need a we need a true detective season four with Walton Goggins and Danny McBride. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Yeah, that absolutely needs to happen. Anyway, <laughs> but, but which uh, but which Danny McBride, though, because like the vice principal's Danny McBride's great. Gemstones, Danny McBride's great. And Kenny Powers is great. Like I would. I mean, he p- kind of plays the same character in all three. Of I mean, those they're, shows. they're all just like different variations of intelligence when it comes to like which sure. Kenny Powers. They're all Kenny Powers, but like which yeah, one? Exactly. Like, there's church Cop Kenny, Powers. Kenny Powers would be so funny. <laughs> it would essentially be him from Vice Principal with Walton so. Goggins being the straight man, like him being the Woody Harrelson character. <laughs> <laughs> Walton Goggins is like half his character from like Vice oh Principals and half him from The Shield. Just like Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah, there's precedent there. I mean, come on. HBO The writer strike is over, the actor strike is over. Come on. Let's make some let's make some real television here. Yeah. Season 4, True Detective, Danny McBride, Walton Goggins, let's fucking go. Well, I think they already made season four. It's the one with Jodie Foster now. It's going to be in Alaska or something like that. Oh, did but they really? Well, fine. Season five. Yeah. Season five, North Carolina. Yes. You have, you have Danny McBride and Walton Goggins. And also- And like, they're finally going to arrest Michael Jordan. My <laughs> goodness. <sighs> uh, Hell yeah. We well, should write this. Should we uh, should we put a bow on this? Yeah, um, yeah, it's yeah, great man. stuff. patreoncom slash Young Money. Uh, we're gonna be a lot more uh, active because guess who's finishing grad school? Finally, Let's go! You're like what, like two, three weeks away, right? Yeah, I am. I'm. Everybody, come celebrate and buy Jordan drinks at the the bar bash for him uh, graduating and getting I'm, a master's degree. I'm I'm too old for that, man. I. Fine. I, then give him like I don't know. I am a gigantic like pussy when it comes to alcohol now. Like fine. I am done. You, but you, fine. Then like give him like a C four or like I don't know one of those ghost <laughs> drinks. You love those. Those are fantastic. Things. They keep me yeah. going. Yeah. Go. You know what? Don't buy Jordan beers. Come to the bar bash and just let's shower him with you monster energy. Just give me a hearty handshake and we'll Fine. call it good. That works too. Because <laughs> you caffeine, can buy me the beer. Because caffeine definitely spikes my generalized anxiety, whatever. Sure. <laughs> uh, Did I think I had a heart condition and just turned out I had anxiety? Yeah, probably. Sure. Doesn't matter. Sure. Life is torture. Keep it up. <laughs> With that, what, you're going to go to the gym at 4 a.m. tomorrow on uh, three coffees and a monster? Yeah. And then and I'm you're going to get a PR. Day. I mean, yeah. So, like, okay. Because I got class at, until 9 o'clock tomorrow, too. So, I'm going right. to have a nice, you know. You're two weeks away, man. 4 a.m. The light at the end of the tunnel is bright. All right. That let's put a bow on this 17-hour day. Hell, yeah. Whew. Yeah, like get strong. Tomorrow is shoulder and arms day. Oh, let's go. Tomorrow's an off day for me. And then uh, I do back and arms on Friday. That's mine today. So tomorrow's shoulder and arms. I did, I, did, I did chest and tries and shoulders today. Next day after that's chest and tries. 
Day after that's legs. Day after that, right back to shoulders and back. Dude, you're weeks away from graduating with a master's degree, and I'm weeks away from finally being able to work out at EOS. We're both winning. Yeah, this is good. We're both winning. We're we're both having lifetime achievements in just different ways. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, patreon.com slash Brigham Young Money, December 12th, Brigham's Bar Bash. Uh, give, thanks give for listening. Give Unsalvageables, too. Yeah. They, they just barely started their Patreon. We did, yeah. Patreon.com slash Unsalvageable. If you want to hear uh, Sarah and I uh, with the world's most unhinged basketball takes, as well as, you know, we got uh, we got a lot of stuff uh, coming down the pike, we did an interview with Ochai Abaji to debut the pot or the the Patreon. That was great, and he's a good kid. Uh, so yeah, you should subscribe to both. You you owe it to us to that because you didn't vote us number one in the city. That's Creek, exactly yeah. You Weekly. you owe us a lot. Yeah. All right, I, I must cry myself to sleep tonight that I didn't get. Best podcast. And again, I got beat up by something called geek show. I, I'm how can I go not, on living? I'm not as, I got beat a, out by something called geek show. I'm not a radical. Rocky Anderson won best radical, which that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> Someone who backed Evan McMullen should not be the best radical. That's so perfect for for Salt Lake, though. It's very funny. Anyway, uh, I did not look through all the categories. I swear I will just get mad if I keep looking through all of them. Yeah, neither did I. Uh, <laughs> bye, folks. Adios. You should have voted harder. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>